0: If you were to go through all the texts and the prayers and all the readings for the whole Mass for every day of the year, every Sunday, every weekday, if you look through all of that, there's one book that for really the only one close enough to most of the time, to almost all the time, there's only one book. That for just about every day of the year, we read something or we hear something from during Mass. And that one book is not one of the Gospels. We hear from the Gospels every day, but not the same one all the time. It's not, you know, the letters of St. Paul or, you know, one of the prophets because we hear from different ones every day. We don't always hear from the same one week to week or even day to day. No, the one book that we hear from every Mass, almost without exception, is the book of Psalms. The book, in another way to put it, the book of songs. Or as the people of Israel knew them, as the book of their liturgical music. If you would have been a first century Jew and you would have gone to the temple to worship, this is what you would hear sung, is the psalms that we have in our own liturgy. We hear them in the responsorial psalm, and if you don't have a psalm, an actual psalm from that book, as the responsorial psalm, you almost always have at least a verse or maybe a couple, For an anaphon, like the entrance anaphon that we just sung, which comes from Psalm 95. And in several other prayers throughout the Mass, you hear the Psalms are woven in and out of the Mass. And that's important to note. Because the church is trying to tell us something with that. Our mother, the church, wants us to see something about the psalms, something that they want to tell us about how we worship, about what it means to worship. And we can see the whole purpose of the book of psalms and indeed the whole purpose of all that we do every time we come to Mass in one single line from the psalm we had today. When we heard, praise the Lord, for he is good. Sing praise to our God, for he is gracious. Sing praise to our God, for he is gracious. That is the center point, the central idea of the entire book of Psalms is that they are a book of Praise! They are a song of praise. They are a constant hymn to God of praise. Indeed, they're a song of love. The Psalms are Israel's response to what God has done for them, to the love that God had shown to them. And as we take those Psalms on our lips, it is what we make to God in response to his love for us. That is the key to the Psalms and the key also to why they're so prevalent and what they teach us about the importance of song, of singing, of chanting within our liturgy. Saint Augustine once said in a sermon, to sing is for the one who loves. To sing is for the one who loves. And this is something we actually really intuitively know, or it's not unfamiliar to us, this phrase, to sing is for the one to love. Think about all the music that you know, whether it's secular or whether it's sacred. Think about all the music that you know. I would venture to guess that every song that you know, that out of all the songs that you know, at least... 80% of them, in some way or another, whether it's got a great view of love or a perverted view, about at least 80% of the songs that we know in some way are about love. Because to sing is for the one who loves. Singing is an expression. It is the fruit of a deep love. And that is what we see in the scriptures. Song always accompanies the love of God. In almost every instance, when you look at the actions that God takes in history with his people, the people of Israel, and by extension the church, the people respond so often with song. Think of, go all the way back to the book of Exodus the people had just been freed from Egypt, they saw God split the sea in two so they could pass through the Red Sea dry. And then once they had gotten out, he closed the sea upon their attackers, upon those who wanted to destroy them, and he saved them. And what do they do? What is the people of Israel What is their response? It says in the book of Exodus that Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord for he is gloriously triumphant. Horse and chariot he has cast into the sea. They sing. They offer worship in the form of song because they have seen such great things that the only response that they can give, the only response that can even come close to expressing what is in their heart because of what God has done is in song. And if we go even to the end, that is what we know from our past, what is in the future? What is in the future? When we look at the book of Revelation, which is that vision of heaven that John gives to us, what does he show us? What does he see? What does he hear? Amongst everything that the book of Revelation shows to us, one of the central and most repeated themes is that the saints and the angels in heaven worship God in song in hymns in praise. Over and over again, you can count something like 20 different lines or hymns in the book of Revelation, all sung with great joy by those in heaven. That's the essence of what heaven is. It is a great song of praise. It is the greatest act of worship. Day and night, singing the praises of God. And that is, every time we come into this church, what we enter into is that great mystery of that great song of love between God and his people. That great song of love between lovers, between God and his people. That is what we come into, and that is why singing is so essential to The liturgy because it represents and it expresses here on earth who we are. We are the body of Christ. We are his people who are praising him just like those in heaven. Indeed, we here join in the song that they are singing right now in the heavenly courts. Think of the prophet Isaiah who had the vision of heaven and he saw the cherubim Praising God and singing holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts. We sing that with them every time we come to Mass. Every time we prepare ourselves for the Holy Eucharist. We join in their song. And that's why if you... Go and you read so many of the church's documents, so many of the church's writings, so many of the church fathers and theologians who talk about the liturgy. They always talk about it in reference to singing because that is where we find express. We express with our very bodies the fullness of who we are. We take everything that we come, that come from our daily lives, all of our struggles, all of our weaknesses, all of our triumphs, all of the blessings that God has given us, we take those and unite them in our hearts with the one prayer that we make together, that we praise God together. It's why we say that the Mass is personal. The prayers that we make here at Mass are personal, but not individualistic. It's not just a me and my Jesus, but it's me bringing what I am and what God has given me and giving thanks to it with the whole community, the body of Christ, praising God as one. Praising God with the priests, engaging in that dialogue with God. That's why the Mass is so filled with all these dialogues that are sung because I, as I stand in the place of Christ, not because I deserve it, not because I've merited it, not because I've done something great to, de- to receive this gift, but because God decided in his mercy to make and ordain me a priest. I stand in Christ's place and speak to his people on his behalf, and you, the people, respond to him in that great song of love. That is what we enter into every time we come Into this mass is that great exchange, that song between lovers, between the one who loved us to the end, and then us who desire just to give even the smallest of tokens, the smallest of little ditties of love back to him. That is why we sing, and that's why over the months and years, We have striven, been striving to try to incorporate song and singing and chant so much into our liturgical life here at Holy Cross. As you know, Father Bryce, since he's got here, has been trying to slowly but surely kind of move us to offer our prayer in that way, to express our unity and our identity as Christ's body, as the church through song. And as you also know, like, Over the past several months, several seven months or so, since Father Patrick's been here, they've been trying to do the same, but sometimes not always in a unified way. Sometimes they recognize that, you know, Father Patrick would sing some things, Father Bryce would sing some things, and there wouldn't always be the same thing. And as I can come into this community, I experience that, and I, as I try to learn the community, I've been talking with Father Bryce about that as well, trying to see, like... How can we unify ourselves? How can we as one parish express that identity as body of Christ to claim ourselves through the song that we enter into into this mass? And so like as we have been discussing over the past weeks and as we're looking forward into the future, especially in the nearing season of Lent, one of the things we want to try to do is to be unified To be grounded in our one identity of the body of Christ. Individual members of it, yes, but all part of one body, praising God as one. And so something to think about and to expect and just to be aware of as we move forward, especially coming on Ash Wednesday when we enter into Lent, Is that we're gonna be looking at how we can better express this identity through our song, through our unified voices. And the many ways we can incorporate both being faithful to where the church wants to move us and where the church, how the church wants us to grow and to pray. And then secondly, how we can more perfectly express through singing that dialogue of love, and through engaging in this great song of praise that is the Mass, that we can express ourselves here at Holy Cross as the body of Christ, as the bride of Christ, the one who loves dearly her bridegroom, as the one who has seen and heard and encountered and experienced the great and powerful works that God has done out of love for us. And so that we can make that great song of praise to Him in return. And that is what we come here and we pray, especially during this Mass, as we enter into the song of the angels, as we enter into the song of the saints, that we would embrace that song as our own, that we would make it our unified voice to God, praising him, making known our love, and exclaiming and praising him in the words of the angels, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy is he. And so we praise him. Amen.